Popcorn Heist is an interactive community of pop culture lovers that spans multiple mediums. We dive deep into TV shows and movies of the past, present, and future to bring you the hottest takes and the coldest truths. Do you have what it takes? Join the heist. Welcome back to another episode of Popcorn Heist, the podcast. I'm Jake. I'm Nick. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been so long. It's good to be back. Yeah, it has been a while. We've been off our game a little bit, but excited to come back and talk about Star Wars and not Marvel this time. Yeah. I mean, we're busy boys, but uh, this is this is our, we, we can't let a Star Wars thing pass us by. I mean, come on. You know. Never that. Never that. Yeah. Marvel, Marvel um, these I days. I feel like we did. Oh, we did. We did let Bad Batch pass us by. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, compl- I completely lied to our audience. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I would like to talk about Bad Batch eventually, but uh, we're talking about Mando today. That's priority. Oh yeah. That, well, what's the what's the what's the tune? <laughs> Wait, which tune are you referring to? The, the theme song. The theme song. <laughs> All right. Nice. Oh, I, anyway, I, I thought you were gonna make a lyric reference. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, oh. no, no, no. No, I was just trying to get the tune going. No. <laughs> anyway, for those of you joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist is a brand created by Jake and I to share movie and TV content created by diehard fans. Popcorn Heist, the podcast which you're listening to now, is a show where we can nerd out about our favorite franchises like Marvel, Game of Thrones, Avatar, Disney, and in this case, Star Wars. One of our faves. We release episodes on Thursdays, and if you like an episode you listen to, definitely give us a review on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're choosing to listen. We'd be remiss if we didn't mention the other podcast on our network, A Sims Guide to the MCU, where the relationships, romances, and bromances of the Marvel Cinematic Universe are discussed with our good friends Alyssa and Kelly. And if you want more pop culture content like blog posts, rankings, brackets, trivia on Tuesdays, visit us online at popcornheist.com or follow us on Instagram, or any social media platform, at Popcorn Heist. I would recommend Instagram, though. That's the best one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get some good brackets going this year and stuff. Yeah, we actually, it, it was a little bit ago, um, but uh, one of our contributors, Tommy, he predicts the uh, Academy Award winners every year. Uh, I think he did pretty well. He usually gets, like, majority I of them. I think he got a lot of them. He predicts them, and he chooses which one he would have chosen. So yeah, you get a little opinion, a little prediction. Yeah, but uh, Nick and I are not the the cinephiles that, that Tommy is, or uh, no, some I'm of our a Star Wars are. and Marvel nerd, and that's about it. Yeah. And Game of Thrones and Marvel. Oh, I said people, Marvel and Avatar. <laughs> people always like ask me like, "Oh, haven't you seen like this movie? It's supposed to be like really good." And I'm like, "No, no, but I know I should have seen it, but I." I know they're I like, "Aren't you a big movie guy?" I'm like. I know my I, I know what I know and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> what what we know we know really well. Yeah. And and no one can dispute that. Yeah, but um, we don't know everything. No. No, that's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say we know some pretty important things. Things that you know, that every palpatine quote ever. I don't the how other people don't know it is blasphemous to me. <laughs> anyway, if you're joining us for the first time, Popcorn Heist here 
Nick and I became friends over movie quotes, quotes and TV shows, quotes from all facets of life. We quote things to each other all the time, try to guess, get other people to guess what they are. We, I get Nick to guess it. He gets me to guess it. Um, it's a really fun time. Highly recommend doing it with your own friends. But um, we dedicate each, each episode has a quote that we dedicate it to. In this case, since we're talking about The Mandalorian, we picked a Star Wars quote. Uh, we don't always pick quotes that like might come from the source material that we're talking about, but this time it just works out. Nick and I actually really like this quote. It isn't from the source material, though. Well, it's from the uh, main from the franchise. From, yes, from the franchise. Um, and is it Newt Gunray or is it one of his... Um, uh, it's Newt Gunray. Uh, it's Newt Gunray. Okay, from the prequels. And he goes, she can't do that. Shoot her or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Great quote real- choice by Jake. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Um, and we, we chose that quote. Um, I recommended that we do that quote is because a prime thing in this season that we're going to get into uh, is the Darksaber. You know, it's one of the main connectors that originally connected the Mandalorian to the animated shows, to Rebels and Clone Wars. So naturally, uh, diehard Star Wars fans like Nick and myself, super hyped to see what they do with it. And the Darksaber has a bit of an interesting story in this season. Um, Spoiler alert for Mandalorian Season 3. I finally got it before we got into anything. Nice. You should yes. know if you're going to this episode, you might get spoilers. For sure. Yeah. There's but no way we can talk about this. Without we, spoilers. Are, we should also announce it. So spoilers. Yes. Spoiler for spoilers for all the Mandalorians. Spoiler for all the Star Wars while we're at it. Um, yeah. The Darksaber, you know, has been in Din Djarin's hands since season two. We all thought like, oh, he's its true owner. And Bo-Katan gets it on a technicality this season. Not my favorite decision uh, by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, even though I love them, um, but was not in love with that plot point in this season. Nick, I don't know about you. Um, yeah, um, uh, there's a lot about the dark saber that I, I didn't love in this season. I, I feel like I feel like it's common theme that like it feels like they ended season two, and it seemed like it was going to go certain ways, and then it kind of just like they went into season three and they were like, what are we going to do this season? And then like completely turned over what was, what, what season two, like kind of laid out. It seems like they really wanted to get to the ending moment of season two, which was a great moment. And then they kind of flipped the script on us. And like a lot of the plot points they laid out, it's like, that's super interesting. Like, I can't wait to explore that. And then um, I did like a lot of things about season three, but it seemed like a lot of the stories that I thought were going to be explored were, were forsaken. And like you said, the dark saber is really the, one of the main connectors to the rest of star Wars, to some of the other star Wars media. I think it's actually really the first connector to a lot of the other star Wars things. Obviously you got the stormtroopers, like it's part of the empire. You get, you get a lot of that in season one, but really the cameos start in season two, right? Boba Fett, Ahsoka, yeah. Bo-Katan. Darksaber is really the only thing in season one that's connected directly to other Star Wars media, like item or person. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, you know, in Star Wars, items and ships can really have their own personality. And the Darksaber is really an item that has its own personality. So it really was like the first cameo. And a lot of the Mandalorian focuses on the animated shows, especially as you get further and further down the line. It was really the first connector to the animated shows. And I remember being a fan of Clone Wars Rebels when I saw the Darksaber, I was personally like, that's so sick. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for that. I'm sure Star Wars fans who have, may not have seen Clone Wars and Rebels were like, oh, a, light, a really cool lightsaber. That's cool. But like, if you're fans of the animated show, 
you were really, really hyped to see what happened with the Darksaber. Um, and I feel like, even though it's not a character, it was a little bit sidelined. Um, some of the plots didn't like... Uh, the Darksaber, at the end of Season 2, it was like super interesting plots laid out with the Darksaber. Didn't necessarily get explored. And, of course, other things at the end of Season 2 feel like we're we're rushed over but we'll get to some of that also yeah i mean it's my personal favorite lightsaber in all of star wars lore um i think it's it's not even just deep connections to the star wars lore franchise and the animated shows but just it means so much to the mandalorians that you would think that they would have done more with it i'm curious to see what you think on this uh it's freaking awesome <laughs> it's it's freaking awesome. the sound honestly not only does it look cool the sound effects are my favorite thing oh it's so cool right yeah yeah the sound effects um, are amazing but i i heard a rumor that uh inf- you know infamously in the book of boba fett like it's hijacked kind of by some mandalorian plot lines that it's basically mm. mandalorian season 2.5 i heard a rumor that um someone behind the scenes was pushing for more mandalorian involvement in that series and you know those episodes that Mando is in kind of like really furthered the Darksaber lore a little bit and further Din's story with the Darksaber. I'm wondering if because of that behind the scenes stuff, like maybe the stuff they wanted to do with Din Djarin and the Darksaber was fast-tracked a little too soon and kind of like created a snowball effect where they couldn't do as much as they wanted with season three because then other stuff got fast-tracked as well. Of course. I think really what's happening... In my opinion, and this could be a little too much speculation on my part, but I really think they're trying to build like an Avengers thing. They're really trying to build up to like Dave Filoni's movie. We're probably going to be a Thrawn movie with like all the characters teaming up. It seems like they're really building towards that. And I thought like looking back on my thoughts after season two, right? I thought the Mandalorian, the the Mandalorian was going to eventually get to the Mandalorians taking over Mandalore. But I thought that was going to be like the final thing in that show. And it feels like they really fast-tracked a lot of the plot points that were laid out in Season 2 um, in the Book of Boba Fett, a different show. And I, I feel like that was definitely a mistake. Um, and I feel like a lot of the... Some of the storylines that were laid out there could have been a season. And some of the other storylines that were laid out by the end of Season 2, one being the struggle for the Darksaber, um, Bo-Katan, like, I, I feel like they laid out something really cool between Bo-Katan and Din to, like, kind of have, like, a built-in, almost, like, rivalry, like, respect mm-hmm. for each other, but rivalry, and, like, I was just telling someone, like, I love a good guy versus good guy fight that, like, how you understand why it's happening. Uh, same thing with villains. I love a villain-on-villain fight when you understand, like, why it's happening. So I think that could have been a really interesting storyline to explore, like, just, like, this culture that they are a part of has forced them against each other because of, you know, the way the dark saber works. I feel like yeah. that, that was forsaken. Um, some of the other things in season two were fast tracked in the book of Boba Fett. Um, and, and yeah, I feel like the book of Boba Fett even made me, even though it fast tracked a lot of the things it made me think they were going that route with like the lore of the dark saber and like, what was it going to mean for the Mandalorian? Was he going to get challenged in every turn by different Mandalorians? Was he going to get challenged by Bo-Katan? I feel like that was given up on. I, I feel like it's it's so representative of who they are, right? You know, because they're so uh, attached to their weapons that that would have mm-hmm. been really cool where, like, you know, they're trying to unite their people, yet the one thing that can is, like, dividing them at the same time. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I would have really enjoyed that. That being said, 
uh, I feel like there's a lot more to talk about the dark saber, but a lot of it is in, is in the second half of the season. So while that was one of the main stick out points for me, overall, I, I did really like a lot of things that this season did. And I think it corrected some of the grievances that people had with seasons one and two, uh, where there was too many side quests. I feel like there, where there were tangential episodes, they were like a nice break and really weaved in some cool stuff from the prequels, from the original trilogy, uh, teasing stuff for the sequels. Um, you know, I, I thought it, it was a really good season otherwise. And I'm really happy that they started off the season and like got right through like the rebirth where he had to bathe in the living waters because like I was excited to get back to Mandalore, but I really didn't want the whole season to be about like, I must redeem myself and like find the waters. Like that's why I was kind of like, I'm excited for season three, but I don't want that to be the whole story, you know? Yeah. I, I actually really liked the season too. There were things I did really like about the season. I just wish it was like one season further out. I think that there was a season missing. I think Grogu and Din separating should have lasted more than like two episodes in another show. Yeah, I agree. Like that, that was really disappointing to me. I thought, think that was, would have been a really like, interesting route to explore where like you really feel like the season they're apart and they come together in like one of the final episodes of the season grogu you like get a little bit more of his training so you under like he gets to be a little bit more of a powerhouse he was kind of a powerhouse in this season but like you really would understand why more you'd feel like oh th- these two are family like they you can you would feel like they've been apart for a long time if they yeah. actually kept them apart for like more than two episodes um so i feel like that was completely sideline yeah living water waters is like not the most interesting storyline i feel like they could have done that quickly made it a little bit less of like oh we just land on this planet and go i feel like it could have been a little bit more difficult um but i think they should have i i just i really wish they explored a little bit more of like the brain like how are we gonna get on the same page between mando and bo not just like oh they're both good characters so they're on the same side yeah, I mean, what do you think? As a person who's like seen her story in Clone Wars and Rebels, do you are are you of the opinion? Like, obviously, we don't we're not in love with how they're how, how they're treating the character now, but like, in my opinion, I'm kind of like, you know, Bo's had her her time to shine. Like, Din seems like the new Mandalore. Like, that's also a confusing thing because the planet is Mandalore, and like the leader of their people is supposed to be the Mandalore. They walk the people the way of the Mandalore. I feel like that's what they've been setting up and this season was kind of like, Oh no, it's actually Bo-Katan now, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with them really going either way, to be honest. Like I, I could see, I, I think if they were to, like I said, build the show up to them retaking Mandalore, it would have, I guess made a little bit more sense to make Mando like the main, like the main leader, like the Mandalore. But they need the show to, like, now that they did that so early, they need the show to continue and they don't want to, like, just focus on the Mandalorians. They want to go back to their roots of, like, the bounty hunting and stuff. So in the the way they did it, where they're going to continue seasons after them retaking Mandalore, they kind of had to give it to Bo. I also, I feel like it does make sense that it's Bo, too. Um, I, I just feel like it was a little, like, weird that she didn't. Like her and Dim were just on the same page the whole thing. And then I was like, oh, the Darksaber is actually yours. Like it's pretty much the same thing that happened in Rebels. And like, I wish there was a little bit more backstory with her and Gideon, how she lost it and how that was like a big deal. That that actually wasn't a wasn't a 
wasn't bad for me. I, I liked the amount that they explained it. I just feel like it was kind of pointless to give it to Din in the first place if he was going to yeah. give it up on a technicality. And you know, like it is like that's true for sure. A that's little true. bit, tro- it is a little bit tropey. Like, oh, the reluctant hero doesn't think he's fit to rule and rise up to this great position, but eventually he'll realize it. Like it is tropey, but I just feel like that's kind of like what I want from Din. I just feel like I don't want to see him not not be a wimp but like i don't want to see him struggle with the dark saber and just be like i don't want it anymore here take it i want him to like realize his own potential you know be confident in yourself din like you're a badass let's go you know yeah i think what should have happened if i was to write the show this episode isn't about me writing the show but (laughs) i like to rewrite things it should have been season of grogu choosing not to be a jedi and him and din reuniting while him and bo are like struggling a little bit for the lightsaber Mm-hmm. or the dark saber maybe Bo like either loses to mando in a fight or like accepts that she's not the leader anymore and then mando's like kind of a leader reuniting mandalore and the show ends and then grogu is the leader of mandalore with the dark saber <laughs> instead of choosing yoda's lightsaber he has the dark saber that'd be sick do you but I they want to keep him cute it's still a possibility like i do you think so? Obviously, there's fan art everywhere of like him in like a Mandalorian armor, which clearly they're doing because he keeps getting pieces of Beskar. But like, mm-hmm. do you think he's going to be like the next like um, Tar Vizsla, like a Mandalorian Jedi, and like actually wield a lightsaber sick. at some point? I think that'd be sick. Um, I do think they want to keep him cute though, because mm. he makes a lot of money. Um, <laughs> sure. <does. laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what they'll do. If I they'll have to CGI him. <laughs> Hence the large Grogu. Hence the right huge. Now. Listen, he is cute. Look at him. Um, I have a huge Grogu stuffed animal behind me for everyone listening. But I, they're going to have to CGI him eventually if they go that that route too, which is going to be a whole thing. That is going to um, be a huge. Like uh, I don't even want to be on social media when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if they'll go that route. I I think it'd be cool. Um, I think it'd be cool if they went that route. But you need like years to get there too because he ages so slowly there, there's some issues with it they might not and the man like mando makes so much bacon too but the beauty about star wars is you can kill a character and then just tell a story earlier in the timeline you know still like alive you know what i mean so that's, like that's that seems like something you would hate like based on your hatred of the multiverse <laughs> that yeah oh, but we'll just, the we'll, beauty we'll, of we'll star wars is like you know yoda dies but he could still be in things when you're talking about the clone wars and True. You know what I mean? True. It, it's it makes, not a multiverse. It's just a timeline. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, I, like that I in do. Star Wars is fu- is more final. Like they just become force ghosts, but it's still final. But like you can still see them in stories because they can just tell stories all around the timeline. Whichever. Yeah. Kill Mando and make Grogu the Mandalore. <laughs> and I do <laughs> they think that, do that no, they would, they would never do that. Um, that would also be a, a crazy rise up of fans hating that because Pedro Pascal is so hot right now. Yeah, but Grogu, I mean, can make the money forever because he's not an actor. I know, I know. Um, anyway, we should get back to judging the season at hand. <laughs> um. All right. So the Living Waters. Um. Big. Probably the biggest. The biggest first surprise of the series is um, the Mythosaur. Like yeah, which again doesn't doesn't really come back around. Um. You know, like you said, now that they're continuing past retaking Mandalore, I feel like it's got to be something they're building towards. Um, but, and maybe that will be like maybe they'll come back on it, and Din will be the rightful ruler because he'll he's the only one who's able to ride the Mythosaur. 
or something like that. Um, maybe Grogu's the one to tame it and he becomes the Mandalore, you know? That um, could be. Because, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, I have faith in Dave Filoni because he hasn't, like, let us down uh, previously, you know? Like, even the stuff we're airing grievances about, you know, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen, especially Book of Boba Fett. I don't think he had, like, a ton of involvement in besides the Cad Bane stuff, which was the best part of the season, um, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, what do you think about the Mythosaur? Yeah, I feel I feel like the Mythosaur meant nothing, but I think it could. I think it will mean something down the line. I feel like that's what the scene between him and him or her and Grogu meant. Um, like it'll it'll be important down the line. I think I think Grogu will likely be the one to tame it. Um, and it, there seems to be some type of prophecy going on with the myth- Mythosaur, and I think. The armor thought it was Bo-Katan, and now I think it might refer to Grogu. So we'll we'll see. I mean, we got, like you said, too many cooks in the kitchen. Three potential leaders of Mandalore down the line. Bo, Mando, Grogu. Grogu. <laughs> um, so so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I felt like the Mythosaur was cool. I, like, honestly didn't care that much about it. Like, I was like, okay. But I really wanted to see more of, like, the dark saber. I feel like they had two things going on, like, this season. I was like, so is the leader going to be the one with the dark saber? Or is the leader going to be with the one with the mythosaur? Who's going to, like, is this going to be the same person who has both? And really the one I cared about, because it's so freaking cool, is the dark saber. Yeah. Like, we have so much history with it. So, like, I didn't really care that much about the mythosaur. I also, like, thought someone would end up riding it. Probably Bo-Katan. And I was like, we saw Boba Fett riding the Rancor, which is, like, the same thing. So... I was, like, not as interested in the Mythosaur. I was like, this is, you know. But then they didn't end up riding it at the end of the season, so I feel like it was sidelined. So I guess, can't win with me, huh? Yeah, I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) There is no pleasing you. There is no pleasing you. (laughs) No, but I, well, one, it's the, like, you love to say this, uh, can't fit the CGI budget. Um, Yeah, yeah, can't fit the CGI uh, budget. That that feels like something that's going to be a big, big thing once it eventually happens. Like, I don't think it'll be as one-off as Boba Fett and the Rancor, which, again, the whole series was rushed in the, in the case of Boba Fett. Um, but, yeah, man. Um, I, w- I was actually really excited for the Mythosaur. I like I, I so love the Mandalorian lore, and I love that they're deepening that. And even if like, you know, they're sidelining things like the dark saber, they're still like going into the different coverts and stuff and slowly building up things like that. I just like, I find them so interesting. Like, and I think it's such a good foundation for this series and this little pocket of time that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing because they have such a rich lore that's like, hasn't truly been explored in the mainstream, like live action stuff. And yeah, I wonder, yeah. I wonder if they're going to continue that though in future seasons. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if they were building to the Mythosaur and like the new Mandalore, like does that fit in with the Thrawn stuff in the heir to the empire movie, or is it going to be completely separate and just be a Mandalorian thing? I'm, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. I'm curious to see what they're going to do too, but I'm not sure. Gonna- what do you think about? Uh, I feel like they teased Grogu speaking a lot this season. Did you think they he was did? Speak? He like there was a little moment where he almost said, "This is the way." He was like, ew, ew. <laughs> and there was a moment where he almost says, "Thanks." I think. Um, I feel like he'll speak eventually, but I'm not like I kind of like him cute 
for now. I, I either want him cute or like super powerful. You, you know, I hate teenage group, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, love baby group, love adult group, but I don't like the teenage middle round. Same thing with Baby Yoda. Like, I love him now. I feel like once he starts speaking, I'm going to be like, ugh, disgusting. <laughs> but then once he gets the armor and it's like fighting with the Darksaber, hopefully, if it ever, you know, gets repaired. But once he like is really a badass, then I'm going to love it. You know what I mean? I'm not excited for the middle years. Yeah. Do you think like maybe they'll make him mute like his whole life? Hmm. I'd be fine with him just being like, I don't know if I want to make it. He's already 50. Listen, he's already 50. Apparently Yoda was teaching Jedi when he was a hundred. So he had to be training for a while. And he's only double Grogu's age. At the time. Like that's, that's what I've heard on another thing. Like, so he's so got to he be. Seems like, like he's aging pretty slow, right? Yoda was what, almost a thousand, so he's a twentieth of that. And Yoda was yeah. like, let's say the equivalent of a hundred in human years. So he's what does that add up to? <laughs> you lost me with all the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a twentieth of uh, fifty and. <laughs> What does that make him? I guess it only makes him like five. I guess it makes sense. But then Yoda was training Jedi at 10? Mm, could be. The equivalent of 10. And what is he like? Grogu's, at this point, he's probably like 52, 55. Yeah. Bit, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I it, it is tough because like they do age so slowly and how long is this really going to go on for? Like, I'm assuming Mando and Grogu are going to be in the Heir to the Empire thing, movie. I think it'll be an Avengers type thing. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get Luke Skywalker, but that's a whole other conversation. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the season itself. Yeah. Um, I feel like the next big thing was the little like Andor type Coruscant spinoff episode, which I loved. I, uh, I really liked it, but it really didn't mean much. I feel like it did. I feel like it was a spinoff episode that really meant a lot for this narrative they're trying to build with the new republic and them like not really being that great and moff gideon like kind of being still a badass even though he got and what was it all for in the original trilogy that's a whole different thing (laughs) well there is there is no fixing the sequel trilogy man (laughs) dave (laughs) is doing his best (laughs) no 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 but i mean uh whatever um I like the Corazon episode. It gave me Andor vibes, but I don't know that it fit in the Mandalorian that well. That's how I feel. Um, yeah. And like, also what was the girl's deal? Like she was just spying from Moff Gideon. Why did she erase Pershing's memory? Wouldn't she want him on their side? Like, wouldn't you, wouldn't Moff Gideon rather him continue his research than have his mind wiped. I don't know. That was confusing to me. I didn't really understand the point of the episode. Um, but I, I liked they, it. Like I enjoyed the episode while I was watching it. I think they wanted him out. Like the, he's kind of a threat. He's the only mm. person who was smart enough to potentially like could use cloning technology to take down what Moff Gideon was doing. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I feel like don't, wouldn't you rather that kind of tan- tangent episode rather than like just a one-off quest? Episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. You know I don't like the quests, but yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I I feel like there's a way to do the quests, and I feel like the first two seasons, like the endings were really good, but the quests were a little boring. 
I feel like I, I was missing a little bit of the Mando quest in this season. Like, there were some good ones. Like, when he escapes from the prison in season one, when, when it's, like, Bill, Bur- Bill Burr's first episode. That's a good um, like, that's a really good one. Like, there's a way to do the the side missions that I like. I feel like we, we missed that a little bit. And, like, the only one we got were with Jack Black and Lizzo. Um, which I, I, I did, actually didn't hate that episode. I wish it was earlier in the season, though. Because, like, by that point in the season, I wanted to, like, get on with the story. Same. I, but I actually didn't hate that episode. Um, a lot of people d- didn't like it at all. But um, that was really the only side mission I can think of. I guess the pirate. But the pirates the pirates were a good side mission. Like, taking out the pirates. Like, it was a side mission, but it advanced the story. That's what I, I want. Like, I want to take I, notes from Avatar The Last Airbender. Dave Filoni yeah. worked on Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, every episode's a side mission, but it all advances the story. But I feel like this Coruscant one did. Like, it's it gave me vibes of, like, in the Clone Wars where you're, like, it completely went to something. It would, You'd be in the middle of an arc, right? And it'd go to com- something completely different, and you'd be like, that, like, completely changed directions. That was weird. But then by the end of the season or by the end of the series, you, you look back on this episode, and you're like, wow, over time, like, that really built like the larger story i don't know i i like them contextualizing that whole new republic stuff it was very and or very much like eh, the new republic's like not that great either and it's like i don't know I, and i love seeing coruscant again you know all the when he's speaking Coruscant's in the opera great. house to where uh the darth Plagueis speech was given um yeah I, I just thought it was really cool yeah i thought it was like i said i thought it was a cool episode it, it, it is a side quest but it's not like a mando side quest it's taking it's no. taking away from the the mando stuff and I, I feel like i don't know there was times like he was in that episode for like a scene and i was like what the hell's going on like he was like in the first scene and like one of the last oh scenes. yeah and it was like what like are you trying to make this his episode or are you not <laughs> i didn't get it <laughs> And then, and then, like I said, I don't feel like it, it really paid dividends by the end of it. Yeah, I don't think it was meant to by the end of this season. I think it's, like, meant for, like, the larger time period. Screw the larger the Star Wars story. You, lo- <laughs> you love it. Don't even try to act like you don't love it. <laughs> I like the... Uh, I, I feel like sometimes they are... Listen, Book of Boba Fett's a great example. Like, advanced Boba story. Don't advance Mando's story. Like, we don't, like, I get we're trying to advance everything, but there's a way to spread the love a little bit. I don't know that that episode belonged in Mando, just because, like, they worked for Gideon before, and the girl still works for Gideon. I don't know. I feel like it belonged in, like, Rangers of the New Republic or something. Yeah, well, that that that's another piece. I mean, like, they, they basically dissolved that show and made it into what's going to be Mandalorian Season 4, it seems like. Really? Yeah, I thought they I were still like, doing it with, like, Hera. I, I feel like they might have dissolved it into Ahsoka more so. I don't know. It seems like the whole thing where Mando's like, yeah, I'll, I'll work as a bounty hunter for the New Republic. It seems mm-hmm. like they're kind of, like, oh. dissolving it into this a little bit. Oh. oh. Maybe Zeb will be in it. Oh, I love that. I, that was, I was a great so cameo. hyped to see Zeb. That Me too. I, I had that spoiled on Twitter. Me too. Freaking Twitter. My, my whole Twitter algorithm is Star Wars, so when I'm a few hours behind on an episode... Which this season I was like days behind. I was weeks behind on some of them. Um, I got it all. I got someone spoiled on Twitter. Unfortunate man. Zeb yeah, being one it. of them. I got it spoiled on TikTok. I think. But I love. They brought the voice actor back. He looked good. He was. He brought, they brought the what? The voice actor back. He looked oh, good. He looks. Really you know, good. I love a consistency in voice actor. Yeah. Yeah. You he, know, and I, we, if they changed his voice actor, I would have been pissed. 
and we talked about this previously. I think we were talking about like, do we think they're going to do Zeb? And and you were like, no, nah, I don't think so. And we like did the rank the percentages. I think are on Instagram. Like, I'm will these characters appear? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up. Yeah, no, it's really hard to find. Um, yeah. So that's like the first kind of side quest. Um, and then after that, what happens? I feel like. Oh, we were, I wanted to talk about the pirates. Um, yeah. I really I really like that a lot, to be honest. Uh, I kind of miss that kind of stuff, and it gives me vibes. And maybe, maybe a glimpse into like that we might see Hondo in the future of, of this time period. I would love to see Hondo. I feel like we should. I feel like we should see... I feel like Ahsoka is like Rebel Season 5. Yeah. Pretty much. So I wouldn't mind seeing him in Ahsoka. But then again... I also want um, Ahsoka to be about Ahsoka. I don't think he would be in Ahsoka. I f- have a feeling he might be in Skeleton Crew. Um, because but don't, appa- you, mm, don't you think he belongs sk- with Ezra a little bit? I think he does. Yeah, I, w- I, wouldn't, I would love a, an appearance in Ahsoka, but I think based on what we've heard about skeleton crew, it's supposed to be about the kids getting lost in the unknown regions and getting tied up with, uh, what's the main pirate's name in Mando season three. I can't remember. No, uh, pizza, the hut <laughs> seaweed, man. Um, Oh my God. What's his, that's going to kill me, but, uh, I can't remember. I'm going to look it up right now. Uh, main pirate Mando season three. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, Gorian Shard. Okay. Yeah. Um, so apparently these like kids get lost in the unknown regions, get tied up in like a conspiracy with Gorian Shard and the pirates, which eventually leads to Thrawn. Um, I feel like if the pirates are going to be the main villains there, Hondo would be a great inclusion of like helping the skeleton crew out. Mm, that'd be cool. I don't know that skeleton crew will do cameos and stuff though. I hope it does. <laughs> I also I liked at the end of the episode to go through all of our predictions that have already been proven correct or incorrect because I just found the post and went through it quickly and it's very interesting to okay to all right we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll do that um, at the end of the episode but what did you th- how did you like um like the whole Navarro stuff and like the pirates and what did you think that like Gory that like Thrawn and like the whole evil council guys are using Gorian Shard and pirates. I think they're just using them to destabilize, right? Mm-hmm. I guess it makes sense, like, that they're in cahoots with, like, the villain, like, the they don't want to show the Empire strength, so might as well, like, utilize other people. I think it makes sense. Um, I like the pirate episode, actually, a lot. I, when it first started, I was like, ah, going back to Navarro, like, Let's come on, get this show on the road. I don't need a side quest, but I actually ended up really liking that episode. I liked seeing the Mandalorians band together. I think the jetpack action was heavily enhanced this season. That jetpack uh, the, action C- was great. CGI throughout all the season was like so good. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. So I, I really liked that episode. I was I was happy with it. Yeah, um, definitely really liked that one. We actually uh, skipped over it, but let's uh, touch on it now. They finally revealed who saved Grogu from Order sixty six in the episode. Ah, yeah! Episode. How could we forget Jar Jar Binks? Ah, oh, my king, Jar Jar. <laughs> um, Ahmed Best, the actor for Jar Jar, was a Jedi and saved Grogu. 
Grogu. Why do you um, keep calling him Grogu? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I feel I feel it, it was that like I it was fan service and it was good fan service. Like I enjoyed it. Didn't really end up, end up mattering much. Like we knew he got saved. He got saved by a, like I'm glad he didn't get saved by an Obi Wan or Yoda. I'm glad it was just some random Jedi who he like. I think he has like expanded universe stories. Um, or he yeah. might be. Isn't he, isn't he the host of some sort of like training academy yeah. thing? They made like almost like a Legends of the Hidden Temple like game show for kids, and he was like the Jedi Master who would train younglings, who was the host of that game show. So they basically just made him canon as the actual trainer of the younglings in the pretty Jedi sick temple. That's pretty sick. Um, yeah. I, I like that. I like the answer. Um, I don't know that it ended up mattering. I kind of want to know what happened to him now. I don't know that we'll ever like get that. Maybe. Um, but I liked it. I felt like the action could have been a little bit better, though. I, you you know what I've been saying about the lightsaber action. I know. These live action things like do some flips, do some wah, 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 wah around the backs. Come on. We need more than like block, laser, hit each other's lightsaber. We need some. We need some more here. Yeah, I agree. That was my only um, complaint. But otherwise, you know, I love seeing Coruscant. I actually didn't didn't think of that when you said it, but um, not the fighting stuff, but that, like, what does it mean? Like, where did he go after? Like, why was Keller and Beck specifically trying to save Grogu? There were tons of other younglings in the temple, you know, like, seemed yeah. like it was very pointed, like, get him to Keller and, and, like, they put him in the, you know? Yeah. So I feel like there's more he looks like Yoda. Well, it looks like a little Yodi. <laughs> I think this Yoda species must be super powerful because, like, even in the Ahsoka episode in season two, Sick looks at Grogu and it's like, oh, I want to know more about him. I think they're like, everyone knows they're super rare. The ones who know Yoda know they're, they're important. Do you feel like they hinted a connection to Yoda slash Yaddle in when in people the very want, last people episode? People want them to be their, his parents. That's ridiculous. I don't want to. Really, I don't but, want it. And Dave Filoni said he's not going to explain who his family is because Mando's his family, which I heart. Good. That's amazing. Good. I, I, I saw wanna, something. I don't want to know. I saw something online that the the armor's line in the finale where she's like, but his parents are far, far away from here, you know, where, and everyone on the internet was like, oh, they're going to explain who his parents are. Like, maybe it's Yoda and Yaddle. And I was like, no, I don't want that. Um, They're both dead. They're like literally erm dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Um, end of the pirate episode, we get uh, kind of a clue into Moff Gideon. He's escaped the new. They show a little did... muscly arm, and everyone thinks it was Cara Dune. What? <laughs> they showed like one of the bodies had like a muscly arm, and people think it's Cara Dune. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I didn't see that. Also, like, what was the point of the best car, and then being like, "Oh, Mandalorians took him." Yeah, I, I, that I was. Mandalorians took him. Like, what the hell is the point of that plot point? Yeah, that, and then at the, the end, the like it meant nothing. I thought they was trying to set up like, oh, the New Republic's now going to go after the Mandalorians. You know? Yeah. But, no. Or like he was saved by the Maul's Mandalorians, or he was saved by Gar Saxon, and or. Is Gar Saxon the younger or the older one? The one that's died. in Rebels. What? Did, didn't Gar Saxon Yeah, but his die? squad that served the Empire. They had Mandalorians that served the Empire and Rebels. Could have been saved by them. I, I don't know. I don't think they wanted to get into all that. I think he should have had some Mando- Mandalorians on his side. I think that would have been cool. 
I think so too. Well, do you think that the people in his new dark trooper armor are are Mandalorians? Like I don't think that the dark. I don't think that they're dark trooper armor. I think the dark trooper armor was meant to go in his clones. You think only his armor that he was wearing was a dark trooper? But yeah, they I were going to give. I know we're in Beskar, but I don't know that they were dark trooper specifically. I don't think they're Mandalorians. I think they would have explained that. I think, and I think that would have been cool if they were Mandalorians. I think that actually would have been cooler. But I guess they want like they wanted to show like they didn't want any of the main characters to die. They wanted to show like them beating the hell out of people, so they didn't want to use like Mandalorians. But I feel like they should have. I, I guess yeah, it would have been I, a lot to explain. I agree. I, I would really. I feel like it would make so much sense to make them mall supporters, and because I feel like there's a mall connection with the armor and with. Moff Gideon. They both have the Maul horns. Like, Moff Gideon is clearly, like, obsessed with Mandalorian culture and the Force and everything. It would be really cool if he somehow had a connection um, or, like, idolized Maul or something like that. I don't know. Or he could, like, because they did have Mandalorians that serve the Empire, right? They could have been, like, he could have been, like, oh, you're uniting clans, but I've united Mandalorian clans as well. And it could have been the Maul ones and the Empire ones, because, like, I don't know what the Maul ones did after, uh, after like Maul went dark, I think he they were on his side for a significant few years in the Empire um, before he somehow lost his power, which we don't have that story yet. Um, I think that would have been cool. I think they, I think it would have been cooler than just having like the troopers there. The troopers were cool. I like that they updated the troopers, but like it would have been cooler if it was Mandalorians. Yeah, I agree. And like um, there could have been a nice moment where it's like Bo Katan like unites the other ones with that you know what i mean like we fought for too long could still be coming you never know mm, i don't know We're, because bo is from the same family as the Maldalorians. yeah death watch we forget bo was in death watch well Loki a terrorist <laughs> she was <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> um well do we think like what's the deal with the armor what, what what's her deal? Is she Death Watch? Like the, uh, this ch- this covert is called the the Children of the Watch, but she seems kind of old and like she was around. Oh, the armor! Oh, like, I said the armor. I was like, it's Vescar. <laughs> 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 the armor, right? Yeah, I, I don't know what the deal with the armor is. Honestly, I don't. I don't know that they know either. They're just like you know. She speaks in proverb. <laughs> <laughs> is she British or is she not? I can't. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Remember when we were arguing if Jack Sparrow's British? Was that with you? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and it's a hard question. I kind of can't answer. I'm not actually sure. Um, yeah, I don't know if she's British, um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know her deal either. I don't. I don't know that they know. I think they're, she's just a beast that speaks in proverb and like. I think it's. I think honestly, I think they. Um, I know that a lot of people were. I don't know like the intricacies. Of, intricacies of it but i think this season they went with a very like religious um like there were religious undertones to it um and they were kind of like referring to the mandalorians as like different sects of the same religion um and the mandos covert is more like the orthodox jewish people who take like they don't like show their heads or their some some don't i, I think they show their faces all them but like they have to they wear certain clothing um, so I think that it was like comparing the Mando's covert to like more like um, 
what's the word like to stay with the traditions that were laid out years prior yeah more traditional then, more more con- more conservative um, right and then and then bo katan's was like different sect of the same religion and there was a lot i heard a lot of the episodes were named after like religious undertones like the apostate was one of them um yeah. the one i think was like the convert yeah yeah it is um so i think that that like i th- I don't know that there's like anything sinister going behind like her behind like oh you have to wear the helmet i think it's just like that's their covert's beliefs Oh no, I don't. I don't think that. I just like is she. It seems too ominous to me. And then the fact that it what really set it off was when I saw Moff Gideon's armor and he had the horns too. I was like, something's going on. But then they never explained who the second spy was. Like I was expecting them to be like, you know, the armor like kind of got off the planet in, at a very convenient time uh, in the in that battle. She was like, oh, I'm going to go take the wounded back up. I'm here. happy it wasn't and, the armor though. That would have been sad. It would have, but I, you know. We all like something sad every once in a while. <laughs> um, before we get too far into it, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on the Lizzo Jack Black episode. We we jumped over it a little bit, but I didn't. We never really talked about this episode. Yeah, I thought again. I thought it was just too late in the season. Like I actually didn't hate the episode. I thought some of the stuff was funny. I thought Lizzo's. I I I don't like cameos for the sake of cameos, but like they were actual characters. Like they were in the episode the whole time. Like I'm fine with them. Like it was a little bit of a comedic episode. I didn't hate it. I we've gotten other side quests in Mando that were fun, like worse than that, like more boring than that. I like the droid thing. I like that they used like Clone Wars droids. I feel like they really shied away from a lot of the prequel stuff for a lot of years, and now they're leaning into it, which I like. Um, I thought it was a fine episode. I just think it was too late in the season. I agree. Um, I. Not that I wasn't fond of it. Like, I don't really have a, a... Yeah, not that I wasn't fond of it, but, you know, when there's a cameo and it kind of, like, you can't help but think, like, oh, it's that person. It's that... Like, the whole episode, I was like, Jack Black, Lizzo. Jack Black, Lizzo. Whenever they were on, on screen. Yeah. Um, I loved Christopher Lloyd's character just be- because of the whole... His heavy ties to, like, the Separatists. And I the, loved the that he was, like, Count Dooku was a visionary. That's sick. Yeah. So, so cool. And did you, like right before uh he gets shot he's about to say like struck down his prime by the uh by the yeah. something and he was about to like mention anakin um i like that which would have been really cool um but yeah i i love that they're finally like diving deep and finally like taking pieces from the prequels and the ot and the sequels and bringing it all together it was it's it's great to see um but and i really like um this episode brought it back again jack black's character is in like that amnesty program i think it's called mm-hmm. i kind of like that plot point this season um yeah thought it was very interesting i think it makes sense because it's a hard and it's like a hard answer to come to yourself so i'm glad they're exploring yeah. it yeah. um what was i gonna say oh you know who they love to to like i feel like they in obi-wan or this show how has duchess Satine not been mentioned yet right Yo. It's like, come on, why? Come on, let's go. I want a name drop. We got a Padme sort of name drop in Obi Wan. Like, come on. Did they? Did Bo-Katan say her sister? No, she were... mentions her daddy. I don't care about her daddy. <laughs> mention just <laughs> mention Satine. <laughs> I can't believe they haven't mentioned the sister. Yeah, that's kind of crazy to me. 
That's a good oh, point. Anyway. I forgot about that. Um, and this is the episode where Bo-Katan gets the Dark Saber on a technicality. So dumb. I wanna I, I literally texted Jake and said I need Miss Katan and Mr. Jarin to duke it out for the Darksaber. Like mid season. It was when it was in the best of both worlds episode when um <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. Yeah. Like, they should have played the best of both worlds. <laughs> it was when she was like, She's the best of both worlds. <laughs> and then she like gives like a little evil look and I was like, Oh my god, they need to duke it out. Yeah, I mean, we were predicting that since the beginning of the season. Like, are they going to completely fight? Are they going to get it on? You know, I don't know. But, I, I'm happy they didn't get it on. I I, I would have hated that. But um, how do they do that if he can't take off his mask? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to take off the mask. <laughs> leave every, only leave the mask on. Um, I'm, I wish they duped it out for the Darksaber. I really do. I yeah. love, I love a, a hero-v-hero fight that, like, makes sense. This is, it's just, it's transitioning to like Elder Wand rules at this point where like, it felt like the Darksaber was different than that, you know? And also like, oh, I hate it. Yeah, I hate them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, then next episode, uh, so much to talk about in the, I think the the finale. No, there's two, there's, there's one in between. Is the next one the one where we get the whole Dark Council? Because I want to talk about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I think so. Oh, so yeah, he has a little FaceTime call with the. He has, he has a little FaceTime call with the lady on Corazon. I forget her name. Yeah, yeah, I forgot her name too. Um, oh my god, that like that whole council scene was like, I don't know, it, it like really like scratched an itch that like I was like had been building this season and like just in general for like something coming together in star Wars again. Um, it was super cool. I, I just freaking loved it. Uh, the mention of Thrawn, Moff Gideon, like being a badass again, because he kind of like was just defeated pretty easily in season two. It really didn't and do much. The first two seasons. No, not really. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, yeah. Love that. Uh, project necromancer seeing Hux's dad. Um, super cool. Um, yeah, I, I just think it, it's a prime example of how this season it did really well bringing together the animation, the prequels, the OT, and the sequels. So, so cool. I Yeah, yeah I really like that scene too. I, li- I love the Thrawn mention. Like, I love a Thrawn name drop. Can't freaking wait for him. Um, I was a little confused, like, who was on what side. I, I, I'm, like, very interested in the future how they're going to do – well, I guess they might not do it because we'll speak about the finale soon, but, like, I want to know the difference between all the villains. Like, why, Like, what's the difference between Thrawn and Gideon? Like, it's clear they have slightly different motives. What are they? Like, I kind of thought going into the season, it would be, or, or mid-season, I thought it would be, like, Thrawn thinks he's the heir to the Empire. Gideon wants to bring the Emperor back. That's what I thought it was going to be. But it seems like almost, like, Thrawn, like, wants the Empire to succeed. Gideon only wanted himself to succeed um i don't think i don't know who's going to be the one to like really push for the emperor coming back or if they'll even explore that i kind of hope it's not thrawn um i think his aspirations go beyond the emperor i I think so too and that that's a good point like i didn't realize how unclearly defined it was but yeah it kind of seems like moff gideon is a combination of like 
He thinks he's the heir to the Empire. Maybe he might have been working for Thrawn, but at the same time, he loves the cloning stuff and is trying to hide it from Hux. Um, I don't think he. I don't think he was a lackey for Thrawn. I think he was just for himself. He was using the Empire as a means to build his own army of his own clones. But it seems like that whole council is like was putting so much faith in that guy who was like Thrawn's returning. Like, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Thrawn kind of leads that council. Like, I think Thrawn's going to be the main villain in the end. I yeah, don't no, know. I definitely think so. I yeah. don't know if his aspirations are going to be like bring the Emperor back though. No, no, I don't. Th- I think maybe they all have their own ways. Like, all right, end game is Thrawn. Like, we really want Thrawn to come back. But meanwhile, let's all come up with ways that we can get the Empire to come back. Yeah, I think so too. I think there's people working around Thrawn, but I think Thrawn is like the main villain. But like, he'll be defeated in his movie, and then obviously we know the Emperor comes back eventually. So, like, other things are the reason that the sequels happen the way they did. But Thrawn is like for himself as the heir to the Empire. Yeah. I, maybe maybe the whole cloning like necromancer thing is like i think that uh, they're keeping that on the down low like I, I feel like only hux and the um there's some other characters that i, I can't mention right now um because you haven't seen bad batch um but it's not really spoiler because it's from the previous season uh i feel like there's very select people who know about palpatine's plan with the whole cloning thing and like they're probably just putting up a front of being like this whole cloning thing could be really great for Thrawn, you know, but on the down low, they're like, no, we're really doing this for, for Palpatine, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think so too. I don't think it's Thrawn leading that charge though. No, I don't think so. I think Thrawn, it's like a known thing, not like a known thing in Star Wars lore that he's like ultimately for himself and for his race, like the Chiss. Like he like only joined the Empire so, like, the Emperor would kind of leave the Chiss alone, was always scheming to, like, advance their power, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I remember reading about that, that in the Heir to the Empire trilogy of books, that's, like, the big thing. It's, like, he only cares about his his people. Yeah. Which I, I hope they go into, because... Me too. They haven't really explained that in, in Rebels or anything. Yeah, like, what his actual motivations are. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, overall, really love that. Um love uh someone pointed it out on social media again that like that scene where they're all like chanting together like long live the empire is like a great like mirror to the mandalorians being like this is the way and like mm. moff gideon starts off and he's like long live the empire and then they all repeat it after him mm-hmm. um so i thought that was really cool and i really liked his his plan i think we all saw it coming you know he wanted to make four sensitive clones but i like the speech and the monologue of him being like every um, civilization has something to offer and he wanted to like take the best of them and like put it all in himself. I thought that was I agree. Cool. I'm not sure that I love him being the cloning thing, like thing though. I guess it kind of makes sense, but like you have to learn to use the force too. Like, I don't know. It was a little like, I guess it makes sense because I don't really want them to hit hit on the emperor thing too too early either or like too much even. Mm-hmm. So I guess it makes sense. Like again, there is no pleasing me, but um, I don't know. It was like a little weird that they were just like floating versions of Moff Gideon in there. <laughs> <laughs> don't you feel like that would have been a that was a missed opportunity for Gideon to like kind of go into a monologue about why he had to specifically get Grogu's 
force abilities like that would have been a great point to put in like why is he so important you know i think it's just because he's force sensitive jake but like there are many other jedi out there that he could have went not really there's like two he could have went for luke he could have went for a so how's that gonna go for him he could he could have gotten the baby (laughs) um but in the Heirs to the Empire books, don't they use uh, Luke Skywalker's severed hand? I think I read. Yeah. Like from Empire but Strikes Back. They probably don't have it. It fell down a chute. Yeah, but how did they? How did Maz Kanata get his, uh, his lightsaber? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Maz Kanata <laughs> probably has his severed hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Another um, story for, for another time. I, I think it makes sense like that he went for Grogu. I don't think I needed it to explain like Grogu specifically. I think it makes sense to go for a baby. Over Luke yeah. Skywalker or Sogitano, who would body Moff Gideon in one moment. Yeah, I just feel like Grogu was sidelined a little bit. I would, it would have been nice to have like a little thing that like... Grogu was sidelined this season, for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I I, I want to see him do a little bit more. Like, we did like in the little training scene he had with the Mandalorian Covert. Like, he's got a little bit more trust in his abilities. But come on, dude. You too, Grogu. You and Din are, are perfect... A match made in heaven. You're not confident in yourselves. Like Yeah. Oh. I I, uh, I wish you did a little bit more than just pushing and shoving, too. I feel like Praetorian Guard should probably be trained for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I liked him in the IG suit, though. I think that made... Like, it, 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 made, it made him move around quicker. Like, it made it a little bit more believable. I like the yes, yes, no, no thing. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, I liked him in the IG suit. I kind of wish his force abilities, like he had earned a little bit more and he had something like a little bit more special to offer. I guess we've seen him use force heal in the past, so he has some special force abilities, but yeah, I kind of wish he, he used a little bit more of them. But I like when he's like, no, 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 and lures the Praetorian guards into the room. Like him and Mando are now protecting each other. I really like that. that yeah, dynamic. definitely like that too. Um, and he actually was pretty powerful when he saved them from the explosion. Like that's like a... 10 times not shot from when he blocked the fire in uh, season one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, like, I liked that Moff Gideon was super powerful in his new suit. I liked that he was, like, actually a force to be reckoned with. But I wasn't terribly, like, wowed by his death or, like, the way he was defeated it kind of seemed a little cartoonish where he just was like, ah, and just like was engulfed in flames, you know? I bet he comes back. Either he survived the suit or he was a clone. I don't think he was a clone though. It seems like his clones weren't ready. I, I think he probably just survived in his suit. He can like so? Gus Fring it and like be half burnt and stuff. True. That'd be True. pretty cool. Also, even before the fight with Moff Gideon, like Mandalorian's always been very, very video gamey. Like, side quest, and then I get another item, and now I add that to my, like, inventory, and now I can use that item in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hallway scene was so video gamey, but I kind of liked it. Like, <laughs> it it's was like, so video gamey. It was yeah. so video It was like, fight two villains, take their, their gear, and, like, open the next door, fight two villains. Uh, I, I really liked that scene, actually, because it's always been very video gamey. And then, um, I do want to talk about the Mandalorians, like, flying in, too, but... Before that, like, speaking of the video gaming thing, it's like, okay, you open the final door and you get to the final boss and he lands and he explains to you his, his like, evil mission and then he's like, now let's fight. Whip out weapon. 
It's like so video gamey, but I kind of know my game. game. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's literally like land in my new armor. Here's my weapon. Let's fight. And you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so and I'm like, true. here's my here's my other like minions to take you on for a little bit while I like heal. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> You're really calling them out. You're putting them putting them on a, I don't mind it. Honestly, I kind of enjoyed that part of it. <laughs> no, I I did like that a lot. That great hallway scene. Um, I love the Praetorian Guard inclusion. It, it was pretty cool, especially when they killed uh, Paz Vizsla too. That was a, that was a great scene. Yeah, it was. Um, R.I.P. Big R.I.P. Yeah. Do you do you think like I know we were talking earlier in the episode about the future of the Dark Saber? Like, even though he crushed it, like, do you think they'll just reforge it, or like, do you think that's absolutely the end of it? Like, I, think I it can't be. think it was a little bit. Of, I think they will reforge it. I mean, they brought IG Eleven back to life. You know, um, they they tend to do things like that. They also I've heard rumor like the the guy in the Ahsoka trailer is like. The guy that built all the lightsabers for thousands of years, so he probably helped Tarvisla build build that lightsaber. I don't know if Tarvisla actually used it as a Jedi though, but anyway, um, they could repair it. I think it was kind of be a, supposed to be a little bit of symbolism, like we don't need the dark saber and like that whole like kind of pit Mandalorians against each other for so long. Like we don't need that to like be stronger together. I kind of get the feeling that that's where they're going, but like one, the the dark saber is freaking sick, so I'm really sad to see it go. Two. Um, what, what was number two? I can't remember. Um, (laughs) um, I wish, I wish that line though, that like, like you said, the symbolism of like, we don't need the dark saber. It's, it's like divided us for so long. I wish that symbolism was like spoken upon a little bit more, you know, rather than, I don't know. No, I agree. Like it would have been, I guess, I guess it's just supposed to be a metaphor though. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, um, I was gonna say number two is it makes them a lot of money because it's a cool toy. Oh, it certainly does. I have a replica. And I could sell more pop figures, like literally the same exact pop figure, but a character's holding the dark saber. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, but yeah, no. In my opinion, I, I was a little underwhelmed by that, but I certainly was not underwhelmed by the army of Mandalorians flying in, just bashing uh, Moff Gideon's minions in the sky. Uh, I, I was telling you this. I would have really loved. I feel like it. All right, you like you. So you like to re rewrite. I'm going to redirect this scene. If it jumped from different POV shots, like it was almost as if the, if they were wearing a GoPro and you saw the armor just come in and like smash someone with a hammer, and then like Bo-Katan like come in and stab someone with the the dark saber. I feel like yeah. that would have made it really cool. But otherwise, it was it was awesome. I really like that scene. I love the in air action. I did feel like they. Not, not that like it's hard to get this right because they're going really fast at times like it looked like they were swinging at air because like people were passing them so quickly and like you could tell that they hit someone but it was hard to like really see like what the impact was but i think that's just the nature of like that type of scene i think the her like whipping out the dark saber and like pointing down was like Ooh. yeah stargasm it was so cool um do do you feel i'm just remembering this now like this season was kind of about like about um, bringing together different groups of Mandalorians. Did you feel like Boba Fett's absence was weird? Like, do you think he should have been included in something like that? Yeah, I think he has his own story now, though. 
I don't know. I don't need the crossover. I feel bad for Tamora because apparently he said he was supposed to be in it, but. Ugh. Yeah. I don't I think see. he was definitely necessary. He's bit too busy tickling his rancor under the chin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the series ends with uh, Mandalore reuniting. We see the little Mythisaur again, and Din and uh, Grogu living happily ever after on Navarro. He adopts him. Yay. That was cute. That was cute. I like that. Uh, I kind of thought he did that already. But yeah, me too. Like I thought that they said that already that they were like one clan. But okay, you want to say it again? Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm interested to see what happens next. I feel like they're going to try to get back to their roots of like side mission and bounty hunting for a bit before they get back to like the larger story, which I'm I'm excited for. I hope it's a happy medium though. Meet them in the middle, like bounty hunter stuff, but also keep doing what this season was doing and like. Further, further the uh, the Mandalore plot, the heir to the Empire. Give me, just keep doing what you're doing with bringing animation and prequels and everything all together because that was like just my favorite part of the season. I wonder though if that affects fans who like haven't seen that. I feel like this season was very much like for us and not for the people who haven't seen everything. Well. I'll tell you see what, everything. Those, those fans need to see the animation because it's <laughs> Go see Clone so Wars. good. It's so good. Um, yeah, I was uh, I was telling all my friends who were watching it who haven't seen Clone Wars and Rebels, like I'd go in and they'd be like, I feel like I missed something in this episode. I was like, nah, like if you watch <laughs> Clone Wars and Rebels. <laughs> all like of Clone Wars and all of Rebels. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, we've said it so many times on this podcast, like, some of the best Star Wars moments are from Rebels and Clone Wars. It's just unbeatable. I agree. Go watch it. You will understand Mandalorian more. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Overall, great season, though. Um, despite the little grievances we had. I, I, really I feel like they skipped the season, though, like I said. But if they didn't... If yeah, they, I agree. I can't believe they didn't do Mando and Boba... They didn't do Mando and Grogu in Mandalorian. I feel like that was a really big missed opportunity. Definitely. I agree. Uh, quickly, before we, we wrap up this episode, uh, you wanted to go through that Instagram post real quick. Yes, okay. and I actually just reopened Instagram and it reloaded. So give me one quick moment. Here we are. Yes, sir. So in on May the 7th, 2021, almost two years ago, we... Gave a probability of characters we would be seeing in live action. We took animated characters from different shows. Um, honestly, some aren't even from animated shows. They're, they're all from different... That's uh, mostly animated shows. But um, they're all from different things. And we gave a percentage of characters we... Uh, uh, if we'd see them in live action or not. So just going to go through like the, the like, ones the likelihood, that... The probability. Right. We gave out of 100 probability. Um, and there are some that have already been answered so we'll go through those i won't go through all the ones we, we mentioned um but the rebels crew we said kane and jars was 35 percent, still right on that one um zeb we said 20 percent. Woof, wrong there um sabine ran 85 percent. we know that's gonna be proven right ezra bridger 90 percent. we know that's gonna be proven right chopper we said already appeared in rogue one and he is appearing again hero we said 70 percent. so correct there um i said, think um I think Kanan, there's a possibility. 
like a flashback or something. I don't know that they'd cast someone just for that. I think they do Freddie Prince, the guy who voiced him. Mm. That'd be cool. From Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> um, we said Grand Amarathon, 99%. Of course, that's coming. Um, Agent Cows, we said 15%. That's still true. The Inquisitors, we said 60%. You were correct there. Um, and actually, there the specific go. ones in the pictures were the, all four of the ones in Rebels. My, oh, no. All four of the ones in Rebels. I feel like we we're missing one picture. But um, we got two of the specific ones in the pictures on Obi-Wan. Um, Cad Bane, we said 45. We're on there. Um, Sabine. Uh, Sabine. Duchess the Teen, we said 45%. Now I feel like that should decrease because they hate referencing her. Yeah, they literally um, hate her. Hondo Onaka, 55%. That hasn't happened yet. Um, and then, yeah, the other ones aren't that relevant, but I'll go through them quickly. We said Bad Batch, 35%. Darth Plagueis, 10%. Um, Mother Talzin from Clone Wars, 25%. Asad Ventress, 35%. And then we have the Father and the Son from Clone Wars and Rebels, sort of. Um, oh, we put Star Wars Rebels on that. Oh, that was wrong. Um, they're from Clone Wars, but... <laughs> Um, twenty percent for the father and son, and then fifty percent for the daughter, because maybe some connection uh, to Ahsoka. I would go go looking back on that. I would raise Hondo up more. I I believe that there that he's going to show up. I would raise Kanan Jarrus up, and I would also raise up um, uh, Darth Plagueis because of the acolyte show. Mm. Ooh. I would lower Duchess Satine. <laughs> yeah, lower Duchess Satine and lower the Bad Batch. They're never showing up in live action. Uh, that's fine. I'm good with that. Yeah, me too. You you gotta you should you gotta watch Bad Batch, my friend, and then we gotta talk about it because there's some cool stuff there. Yeah, I, I actually started it. I just haven't finished it. I've just been behind on all my shows recently. I've been traveling a lot, so I've not had a chance to catch up. There be there be a lot of content out there, my friend. Yep. And but we will cover it here on a popcorn heist. <laughs> Happy May the Fourth and join the heist. Join the heist. Thank you.